You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. This episode is sponsored by Dram Apothecary, award-winning CBD sparkling water, CBD drops, and bitters. I'm always on the lookout for brands that value honesty as much as this audience does. And I was instantly impressed by Dram from the moment I cracked open my first can of citrus and blossoms. Dram is a woman-owned, Colorado-based business that champions sustainability. And Dram products never have synthetic flavorings. They're just products made with real plants by real humans. And you can snag your first order for 20% off when you use code YHM in all caps at checkout. Visit DramApothecary.com or tap the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being a guest on Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yay. Okay. So let's start with this. Who is Amanda? Who is Amanda? Those are always like the toughest questions. I swear. It's like you get put on the spot. Tell me all about yourself and here you go. Um, But I definitely would like to say, um, you know, I'm a young mom, first and foremost. That wasn't always the case, obviously, but that's what I like to introduce myself as. Um, I'm a recent college graduate, and I'm somebody who works full time um, in the finance world as a banker. And I am also Latina. I was raised in a Latina household. So in a nutshell, that is me. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, so the first thing you started out by saying is that you were a young mom, so or you are a young mom. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey into motherhood because you have twin girls, right? I do. I have twin daughters, yes. Wow. Will you tell us a little bit more about what becoming a mother has looked like for you? Absolutely. Becoming a mother um, at the age of 19, because that's when I found out I was pregnant, um, while it's usually supposed to be one of the most like exciting times, it was not for me. It was the scariest time of my life, um, finding out I was going to become a mom because, you know, at 19, you're still a child yourself. Um, so the journey to motherhood for me has been one full of major lessons um, and also one full of a lot of surprises and, and scares. Mm. Um, so yeah, so the journey to motherhood for me, honestly, has been a, a really scary one as a teen going into young adulthood. Mm. How did you navigate that, you know, as you were starting to come into your own as an individual? You know, that's right when you start thinking about moving out of your parents' house and starting to think about, you know, life beyond living with your nuclear family. So how did you navigate all of that as you found out that you were pregnant and then you found out you were pregnant with twins? <laughs> Yeah. Um, when I found that I was pregnant, I was like, okay, well, here we go. I, I know I, I have a child in me, but I, I, the last thing I expected was to have two, two, um, two kids on the way. Right. So I, I had to really take a, I had to really, you know, sit back and check myself and ask myself, am I, am I ready for this journey? And of course the answer was no, but it came to be that this is the situation I was in. So I, I had to do a major mental shift and that mental shift has still stuck with me throughout all of the years of motherhood, five years now that I've been, and I keep progressing and getting better, but it's all about a mental shift, being a young mom and taking all the, all the parts that come with being an adolescent out and putting in now 
you know, motherhood into everything first. And that's a really big job for somebody who's a child to do. When I look Mm -hmm. back, I, I have to say I'm pretty proud of myself because those things are not easy to do, to take away what normal 19, 20 year olds are doing and then say, well, you know, now I have to step back and do mom things and figure out life way quicker than I would have beforehand. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge undertaking at any age, but especially at 19, I could imagine that there are so many other factors that you had to face um, in trying to figure things out and how you were going to move forward. So you mentioned a mindset shift. So will you explain a little bit more about what that exactly looked like and how you were able to keep taking steps forward, even though you felt like you were juggling a lot? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, right, when I found that I was pregnant, I I was in college. I was a sophomore. I had finally, um, you know, I don't know if this is everybody's dream, but when I was growing up, we were all talking about what college we're going to go to, where we're going to dorm. I mean, all the exciting things that a college student wants to do. So I was right in the middle of that. And I had to decide, you know, to give that up in order to now become a mom. And when that happened for me, I was like, all I kept saying to myself was, wow, am I, and this was a question I was asking myself. So so when I think about it, this is the question I was asking, wow, am I really going to be just another statistic? Like, is this weird, really where I'm at right now? I'm 19, Hispanic and pregnant with twins dropping out of college. And that mindset right there was the one I had to shift. I had to go from asking myself, is this who who I'm going to be to demanding and this is not who I'm going to be. And this is now what I have to do. I have to go ahead and take charge and do the right things now, knowing that I'm going to be a mom. So those are the types of mental shifts that I have to take asking myself, um, you know, am I going to be this person who is not financially stable, who doesn't get her college degree, who can't take care of her kids, who's going to be on public assistance? Or am I going to step away from that and just take charge of my life now and take those steps to do that? And that's exactly what I did. Wow. I'm so inspired. I'm getting goosebumps right now (laughs) listening to that. Um, To hear that, I mean, you just snapped into awareness right away, it sounds like. And you didn't leave yourself any excuse, you know? That's what I'm hearing and what you're saying. Um, Okay. So talk to me a little bit more. It sounds like you chose to leave college for that time. Mm -hmm. How did you envision moving forward from there? Oh my gosh. So, well, um, you know, being 19 and like I said, in Hispanic household and it was disappointment all around from everybody. So, you know, you mentioned snapping right out of it. It wasn't a snap right out, you know, like I had so many battles coming at me and so many things happening where, um, I was like, I felt defeated many times. Like, I don't want to leave that out so much. I felt defeated. I was like, oh my gosh, like what was, there was times where I was like, what was I thinking that I can do this? What was I thinking (laughs) making the decision to become a mom? So those moments happened a lot. Um, But to your point, it was the fact that there was no excuse for me. There was just, it was not happening. Like I was in a mental space where I refused to be that statistic. And I just carried that on the way and carried that all the way through. And I decided to just get on Google and figure out like which job, which career lane can I take that's going to help me right now and challenge myself to be in a better position. And that um, came when my kids were just four months old. 
where I was like, um, you know, normally moms will decide that they want to stay home with their kids or just wait for daycare. I, I didn't give myself that choice, um, nor did I have it. So I chose to embark on a career um, that really challenged me and put me through a lot. And that's what jump started me. Um, it was a career actually in insurance. I jumped yeah. into it. And then from there, I just kept challenging myself, challenging, challenging um, to a point where it was like, I know that I can hold me and mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is powerful. <laughs> so I'd love to hear a little bit more. So once the twins were here and you were, had already had this time to kind of undergo this mindset shift and, and to really like stare down this challenge in the face, what was it like to welcome two babies into the situation that you were in? How did you, how did you hold that and keep moving forward? Oh man, it was hard. <laughs> it was so hard. And um, so my kids were born 10 weeks early. So that was okay. like first challenge phase. They were born at 30 weeks, spent four and five weeks in the hospital, literally fighting for their lives. They were so, they were born so early. So you can imagine the prayers and family support that was just going all around for their well being. Um, they finally made it out of the hospital. And I, said to myself, I would go straight back into school and start taking classes. Well, let me tell you, I did that and failed miserably. Um, So that was like the first part for me where I was like, that was one of those setbacks like I was talking about, like several Mm -hmm. things that were challenging to me that were trying to put me down, trying to put me down. Um, And I can say the more that you go through failure, the more you just want to overcome it. And that went in for me for both motherhood and for personal life. Um, So there were just major life lessons that I was learning as a young mom already that helped me to just tackle it on early and and realize like, you know, you there's no excuse for wanting to be better and for wanting to be a good mom. I would look at my little babies, like they came home and I was like, all right, like I used to babysit and stuff. So I'm like, I got this. There is nothing like babysitting and parenting. It's just different. (laughs) Very different. I agree. (laughs) It is different. And it's like, You know, not to say that I've ever, I've always cared for children like they were mine, but man, I was like, I can't mess this up. I cannot mess this up. I would look at them and I just refuse to be anything less than amazing for them. And and that just, that kept on for me. It really did. Mm. So you mentioned, you know, you wanted to go, or not even that you wanted, that you needed to go back to work right away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is a choice that many women have to face in order to take care of their families, to make sure that they're providing for their families. What did it feel like to have to make that choice? And how did you approach your emotional and like mental state having to go back into the workplace so soon? Yeah, that was very hard. It was, it was honestly and truly heartbreaking. It was not easy. And I kept trying to say in my head, like, what other ways can I do this and how can I how can I do this without having to put them? Um, thank God, at the time I was able to leave them with um, people who are who are my family who own daycares. But it was still heartbreaking. I was I and still to this day, the honest truth is that you know, like mom guilt is real. Okay, I mean, I look back and I and I think that the honest truth is that I truly believe while I advocate for young mothers and that is my passion, I truly believe that having 
kids so young, there's part of it that is selfish. I mean, you have to make major decisions that, yes, they affect you, but they affect your kids way more. And that you have to keep in mind when you, you know, as you grow and as they grow, you have to make every decision with them in mind. And so when it came to deciding to go back to work, it was, yeah, my kids are, you know, four months old, however it is, but that decision right there would have affected me to this day. So if I didn't decide to go back to work then, I wouldn't be where I'm at and they wouldn't see me working as hard as I am. I don't know where I would be right now. I couldn't, I I wouldn't be in a financial place that I'm in right now versus had I stayed home with them and decided to just live with my mom longer. I mean, those are the decisions you have to make and you have to be an adult about it as much as you want. And that's what was hard for me because again, I was still a kid. So I was missing out on major milestones for my kids. And I look back at that and I feel very guilty about that. I do. But, you know, there's only so much you can do. And those are the decisions you have to make, especially when you're in young motherhood. And and those are the things that I want to be able to teach other young moms, you know, even before they're, they decide to, to become a mom or even mentor children uh, who are 18 and 19 young girls to know, like, these are the things that are going to happen should you decide to become a young mom. But then it becomes equipping them with the tools they need to now be able to get better. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about some of the tools that you think would be useful for young moms and and even moms in general, if you have some recommendations there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's still a journey for me myself, but looking back, it's, it's definitely all about planning. You have to plan what career is going to be useful. And if you decide to take the traditional route and go to school, well, then that's great. But what exactly are you going to do with that degree? Because if you go and get something as broad as business administration, you have to have a plan in place for Mm -hmm. that. If you go for something like being a doctor, well, then great. You have your plan. You know what's next. You know what I mean? So those are the things that you really have to sit down and and plan for, um, for becoming a mom and be aware that you are going to have to sacrifice time with your kids, that moms who are in positions and financially stable to have a child would be able to actually hang out and, and witness all those milestones from birth to two years old, one year old, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I think that's really important to um, building the skills, cultivating the skills to plan ahead. You Absolutely. know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to go to plan, you know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but to, to have the foresight to be able to think ahead and to see what challenges might arise that you know how you would handle them if they do. Um, it, it's so important, especially within motherhood. Yeah, and ex- ex- exactly. And especially within young motherhood, because I thought I had it all down packed. I was like, I can do this. This is my plan. No, it <laughs> didn't go at all like I expected. I was way in over my head, and, and that's the truth. Okay, so when you realized that you were way in over your head, where did you go from there? So at that point, when I thought that my kids would be born, they would come home and I can do um, online classes. That's where I was in way over my head. I was mm-hmm. like, um, and you know, maybe it wasn't way in over my head. Maybe looking back, it was truly a mental shift that I had to take and, and prepare myself for, but I didn't. I didn't mentally prepare for what was happening. And those are the things like I mentioned um, or, or would advise to have other young moms have just this mentor in you who or a mentor for yourself or just like planning and getting yourself ready for what's about to come because you have to be strong enough to know like 
you're going to be up till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. doing homework. I wasn't ready for that. I was like, I can do this at this time and that at that time. Like, no, you are breastfeeding. You're going to be up all hours of the night doing that. You're not going to be up doing homework. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, when I realized that and it wasn't working out for me in school, then that was when I decided, okay, like, what job can I take now that's going to at least bring me in money if I'm not going to school? How am I going to provide? Because at first I figured, well, I need this degree in order to get money. But things didn't play out for me that way. And, and, you know, I'm glad that they didn't because of where I am now. But for whoever's journey it is, as long as you have that plan ready, like you said, things can definitely sidetrack you. But if you're ready for that, then you're ready and you can go in full force and definitely come out stronger. I agree. So you mentioned something about how when you started your career, you realized that you were going to be sacrificing time with your daughters Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't necessarily be able to witness firsthand some of these milestones. I'm curious as to what you felt about missing some of the milestones of your own youth and being able to, you know, hang out with friends and, you know, have these life experiences that we see usually on TV and movies and things like that. What was your feeling around um, having to let some of those things go? Yeah. Oh, man. That sucked. Honestly, it sucked. Um, There was my friendships that I had. They're gone. All of them almost. I can say like two, maybe one or two, maybe two friendships lasted after me becoming a mother. And, And those things were tough to see everybody being able to just get up and and leave whenever they wanted. And here I was deciding like, wow, do I want to really go out and have this and go to this party and leave my newborn kids with my my mom right now? Do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like an automatic yes for me. It wasn't. It was really, I had to sit there and, and say to myself, like, no, I, I really don't want to go out while I have my breast full of milk and be in a club <laughs> and know my child is at home. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it still sucked. I, did I want to? Yes. But again like there were just these moments I just like I couldn't miss mm-hmm. and honestly being a being a, a mom that age it wasn't like all the time super sweet like that like there are definitely times where I was like I wish I didn't have to mom right now a hundred percent hundred percent right yeah and I think that's natural too at at any stage but True. I'm thankful for you sharing a little bit about your experience at becoming a mom at 19. And um, I'm curious, you. so you mentioned that you had this recurring uh, statement in your mind, like, I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be a statistic. With that phrase in mind, did you feel like your community was judging you or you wanted to escape judgment? Like, talk to me a little bit more about why you think that phrase was so prominent in the beginning of your motherhood. Absolutely. In the beginning of my motherhood, it was really tough for me because you know, every parent has the, has expectations for you, right? And you never want to fail them. Well, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I failed my parents' expectations when I became pregnant and when I came home from college, letting them know I was dropping out, I wasn't going back, mm-hmm. and I was making the decision to have these children. And automatically, I felt, not felt, but I, I was there witnessing the disappointment, and it became to a point where You know, a lot of my family's opinions were coming in on me, making sure that or or trying to tell me, you know, this is what's going to happen when you have kids. Your life isn't going to be yours. 
How are you going to provide for them? Who do you think you are at this time that you can have these kids? You can't have these kids in my household. Like these were the things that I was facing. And when I thought about it and, and feared that I would now be have, you know, to go out and, and figure out how to provide for them and get a house of my own or rent a house of my own, whatever it was, I started to get very overwhelmed with that thought. And then um, it came to a point where I was raising my kids by myself and I felt the judgment all around whenever you'd be out and whenever I'd be out, I should say, I constantly was getting stared at when I would walk in with two babies on my side and look as young as I am because mm-hmm. I get looks all the time that I look only like I'm 17 or 18 and people just judge you all the time when I was going out for jobs. And um, even though they're not supposed to ask you, do you have kids or what are your obligations? Why do you need this job? And it's to provide for family. You get looked at like you, what are you serious? How right. you're too young. Those comments killed me. I know I wanted nothing more than to show them. Yes, I do have kids and yes, I am more than capable of this job and the salary, whatever it was, it was constant, you know, head turning at you. Like, who do you think you are? And you're less of a person because you're a mom at 19 with twins. Mm. So there is definitely stereotypes out there, 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious about like, because that, that's a lot, having to deal with comments from family and from strangers, from potential employers and all of that. How did you, how did you hear all of that and choose to move forward anyways? Oh, it just put this fire in me. I have... I wouldn't say I'm overly competitive, but I'm competitive. It's like, if you tell me I can't do something, I want to show you and, and put it right in your face that I can do that. And that's not easy at all by any means because words hurt, you know, you're not supposed to let words hurt, but man, they can hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, as a woman, I just, and, or as a girl at that time, I should say, I just, I really wanted to prove everybody wrong. And I let that fuel me over and over and over. And I've always had huge expectations for myself. Um, so deciding to make that mental shift to put me and my wants first and my goals first and, and just Xing out everybody around me and all the, opinion, the opinions around me, it made it a lot easier to move forward when I just thought about what I wanted at the end of the day to even take out the fact that I'm a mom. Like mm. that's even the hard part once you get into motherhood is remembering your own personal goals. And that's honestly what kept me moving forward as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I I can relate to that too. Sure. Once you decided to make a home for yourself and your daughters, what did that look like? How how did you go about uh, making the decisions and, and intentionally setting up a space that was going to care for your needs and the needs of your family? So the way I went about that was just hustling, like literally working my butt off um, to make that decision and and to just make it come to life I even before I moved back I mean well when I was in college um I I never wanted to go back home (laughs) I never wanted to go back home my plan was like I'm gonna show my mom I'm living in New York City and I made this happen and I know I can do it so I just stuck with that and there was something about moving back into my mom's house because she she actually did let me come home (laughs) with my kids thank goodness for moms um I went back in and I was like, you know, this is not where I want to be. So I found a job and I worked my butt off for it. And I finally was able to, you know, after years, land an apartment. Um, 
but it took a lot. It takes like a lot on you. It truly does. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, so once you got the apartment and you moved in and you were finally able to make, you know, more of your own decisions and, and set things up in an intentional way, what did that look like for you and your girls? It felt great. It felt really empowering to know that my kids watched me, you know, they're young. So it's like people say they don't, you know, they're so young. They don't remember certain things, but I truly feel like they're going to remember, like they remember their first apartment with mom. I, I truly feel that way. And I felt really happy to know that I was able to do this. Like I was able to save my money. I was able to budget the right way and get us into this apartment and get them their own room. And, and not to say by any means that it was this gorgeous place. It was not. It was super run down, but it was, it was ours. And I did that. And that felt really, really rewarding for sure. Um, it was just one of the things that I was able to show to everybody. It may not be the prettiest, but I did it. And I'm only going to yeah. keep getting better. And I, and I am. And I did. Yes. Yes. I love that. Okay. Talk to me a little bit more about Shark Mom. Because I actually, we met on Instagram and I yes. saw what you were posting there. So I'd love to hear more about what inspired you to create that. Oh, I get so excited when I talk about Shark Mom. Yay. <laughs> um, Shark Mom actually came to me years ago, um, just in a, in a blog way where I always have loved writing. And um, I wanted to create a space where I was able to just take my experiences, put them on the internet. And if I can just have one person relate to me and be inspired, I was so happy. And then um, I never really took that far. I just said, like, write a little bit here and there and not really promote it in any way and not even gain any traction. But, like, you know, friends or family would say, oh, my God, this is so good. This is so great. And constant support from my boyfriend all the time. Just, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. I didn't. And then I did again just recently in May. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so... In May, come May, um, I really started to dive deep into Shark Mom. And the reason I even created that name was because I felt so strongly that a shark represented me. Like they're fierce and they go after everything that they want. And not to say that they're not remorseful, but it's like you just X out everything else around you and you go for it and you hustle and you make it happen. And so that's where the name shark came from. And I just threw a mom on the end of it because I'm a mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it just started to do that. And then I was like, you know, wow, I really want to build a community of young moms who get me, who understand me and who want the same thing, who just want to hustle and make things happen. And, you know, I'm so thankful that even the small amount of followers I have, they get me you know, and that makes me feel great. And that's all I want to keep doing is just build that community up while also proving to the world that young moms are breaking these stereotypes. And we're not these single, uneducated mothers who have nothing going for themselves. We're actually the exact opposite. And that just makes me happy. And that's what Shark Mom is. Yes. Okay. I love that <laughs> idea. And you know, that you put it together to really help uplift other young mothers. That's amazing. Thank you. What is your vision for Shark Mom? How do you foresee it growing? So the way I see, uh, I foresee Shark Mom growing is through apparel. So Ooh. yes. So my goal is to um, truly have young moms represent themselves with, like, I truly believe you are what you wear. I, I really do. Like 
fashion statements are amazing, but it's like, what does your shirt say? What, what are you representing when you walk around? It's the same thing with name brands. Like if you're wearing a name brand, right? I, I'm so against like, if you don't really support them and believe in that person, why are you buying their stuff? Right. So with Shark Mom, I really want to develop and I am developing and launching soon um, an apparel brand that just truly represents young moms and their fierceness and their hustle. Because when I look back at myself and oh my gosh, the young moms that I've met on on um, Instagram, it's like, we do not quit. Like we are going so hard for everything that we want. And being a young mom, we have to go 10 times harder. It's like our hustle is truly unmatched. And I want to be able to wear that and and be proud of that and have other people know I'm a young mom. You see me. Yes, I'm not the nanny. I'm the mom. And I'm hustling really hard. I'm out here doing this job. I'm doing that. You see me with my kid and and be just representative of that and know that young moms have an amazing hustle and probably better than another mom who is not a young mom (laughs) and just have that represented. So that's really the way I plan to build it. And long term goals, I mean, a community. Um, have, being able to equip young moms with the things that they need, the tools they need to overcome the situations that they're in and give them the right path to go on to be all that they want to be. That's so needed, Amanda. I'm glad that you are taking up space in this way to offer this community resources and, like you said, apparel and community because it's just, it's necessary. And I, I love to see that you are so passionate about serving your community in this way. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. So as we start to come full circle, where can people stay in touch with you and your work? Thank you. So you can definitely find me on Instagram. Um, I, it is underscore shark mom. And you can also go to sharkmom.com and subscribe to my blog. I do have posts there where I write about young motherhood and my journey. Um, I also offer guest posts where you can come on my platform and share your story so I can share it with the world and inspire other young moms. And my shop will be launching soon. You can find my launch date on my Instagram. Come soon. Perfect. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this amazing podcast. I I love it. Yay. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother, and then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maris Young.